Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it with one will. It's off the hard. I'm the what up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sands fitting the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. Make sure you visit their website at hazelskyonline.com. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show or we're discussing today that you want to weigh in on, we just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Sports Grind. If you want to follow Mike, you can follow him at Hardball Harge. All right. And don't forget, we're streaming now on Facebook Live. You can join and interact through Facebook as well, too. 736-9760. What's going on, Harge? You know, it's Friday, baby. We got football right around the corner. It's that time. It sure is. Sure is. Technically week one of college football, which we'll get into that here shortly. Uh, But definitely with that, football is here. Jonas, what's up, man? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right. Mr. Sams? How we doing, fellas? All right, man. It's Friday. So Calvin's usually straight on Friday. Good moves on Friday. Due to my experience at the DMV this morning, which I don't want to get into that because we got interviews today. Because if we if we didn't have two guys, two people joining us today, I probably would, but I don't want to lose the show. But anyway, I'll save that maybe for Monday because I got to go back. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll have time to yeah. share it. Yeah. I'll have time to share it. Oh, you got to go back? Oh, yeah, go I got to go back. I mean, I could do it online, and then, of course, you don't have to show proof oh. of this and that, but it's like I got to wait for that. I'm like, I'm already take two trips this week to go to get the documents, and now I'm going to go back. But trust me, I raised enough hell. They're like, well, if you just come here and you show this ticket, I'll help you out. Like, exactly, <laughs> man. It's like, damn, I've only been driving since I was like 16. But anyway, all right, so – we do have some things to get to, of course, here shortly here in a couple segments. Uh, we're going to be joined by Onyar of Orange Bloods. <laughs> Orange Bloods, we're going to be joined by him shortly. Um, yeah, I practice that name, and then once we get to real life, let's see if I can execute it. But, you know, it's yeah, good timing yeah. that we're going to be talking to him because, uh, again, I told you, everybody that we talk to that's UT connected, I'm going to be asking the same thing from the start about Sark. But with the news, I'm definitely interested to get his opinion because the news is coming out this morning and yesterday, really, that the Pac-12 has decided not to expand. 
And, you know, that's one of the questions I wanted to get even the hard discussion is just like some people feel like, wow, this is a blow to Big 12. So definitely eager to get his opinion on that. But I don't understand that from the Pac-12 standpoint. I'm like, damn, man, y'all been criticized, too, of not really running a good conference. Game's late. Nobody really watched the games. And then y'all don't want to expand? So Well, you think about it. We'll get into it. But I, I just want you to, to, to really put this in the back of your mind. There's a there's a method to the madness. Just remember, there's okay. a method to the madness. Yes. Okay. I'm glad I'm going to want you to explain that a little bit. Okay. We'll see how that goes. All right. So we've got that. Um, also, at the uh, top of the next hour, we'll be joined by uh, Channel News Nine Denver Inside uh, Reporter uh, Mike Cliss. Uh, we've got a theme of quarterback competition, so we'll get his thoughts or get his thoughts on the decision. Uh, with Bridgewater and that, what does that mean for the organization? Um, other than that, some other things too. NFL last week of pre- last weekend of preseason. I believe we've got some action tonight. Preseason games tomorrow, and then these teams will have pretty much a whole full week, almost like a Super Bowl week, where they have two weeks to get really get ready for Week One. Um, so we'll definitely look at see who's on the uh, preseason docket. Also, um, Dallas. Speaking of the Cowboys. Zeke decides to go ahead and reconstructure his contract to save uh, some cap space. So we've started that again. It seems like every year for the last few years, they've had somebody that has to move around some credit card debt. We ain't paid it off yet. Just transfer to that card. And that's really what it's done. Because I tell everybody, like, this is – they came from cap hell for that Tony Romo contract because I've always put it on that. I mean, it took them years to even get into a better situation than they are now but they still are kind of strapped for cap. That's why they wasn't that active in free agency. Um, and that's just the thing. I mean, because there's a lot of guys eating right now, especially on that offensive side of the ball. So I don't know if Jonas has the numbers actually broke down of what that means, but we'll get to that. Also, I guess everybody, like we always said, everybody listens to the sports grind because Jalen Smith feels like he's he's heard the criticism. So he's come out and spoke on him like, <laughs> damn, you know. So I was like, he's spoken out, so evidently it's got back to him. Judge called him, dog. Judge <laughs> called him and told him to hate what's going on down here. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, um, what else we got NFL-related? The league, um, according to reports, the NFLPA, um, they want to up testing to twice a week due to the spikes. And also reports has it that the NFL wants to go to mandated testing. So uh, definitely have some questions for the panel for that uh, when we get to. So that's one of the things I'm hearing that the, you know, the NFL, the players are not too keen on the proposal, I guess. But the one thing they want some players and a lot of people want is like, hey, we, you know, we've got a spike. We've got to go ahead and get some updated uh, testing to where we're testing more now. Because remember last year, pre-vaccination, I think these guys were up to like maybe two or three times a week they were getting tested. Um, and most, at least for the beginning of it, when they first all reported, I don't know what it kind of maybe it dialed down a little bit during the course of the season, uh, but for the most part, <clears throat> it was uh, it was at least two times I believe for testing. So we'll we'll talk. We'll definitely get into that. Also, um, other news. I know you know Jonas had texted this to us this morning in regards to looking at the docket. Um, I guess the fight. You, you're trying to tell me that. In your opinion, this is pretty much the biggest thing going on this week, and I don't know how I can really take that, but this fight, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, the Paul brothers have really taken over the boxing world, and as much of a joke as you think it might be, this is real money being tossed around, and 
as, as far as the two brothers go, Jake Paul fighting tonight against Tyron Woodley, former UFC champion in Cleveland, by the way, um, it's, <laughs> is going That's to be, he, he is the, the better boxer of the two. He's the one that knocked out Nate Robinson last year. He took down Ben Askren in the spring. Um, he's undefeated three and oh professionally against non-boxers so it's worth putting out there say that again say that again three fighters that that are walking around make sure you put out there people that do not fight right but it is worth mentioning here that this one this challenge came from tyron he's the one that said on ariel hawani's mma show he challenged because he, he trained Askren. He trained with him for the boxing match in the spring. Yeah. And he said, if you, he said, if you want to walk around, you want to carry yourself, come at a champion. Come at a guy who's done it for years. Now, Tyron's tw- uh, 39. Jake is 20. I think he's 25 now. Okay. So who was, again, and again, Look, I don't have I, no. Go ahead. Listen, go, go ahead, listen, Arch. Listen, all, all this internet craziness, all this stuff, Tyron Woodley is a gangster. That dude is a fighter. This ain't this ain't playing. This ain't none of that stuff. These dudes that think they can walk around and fight fighters, oh, I can whoop that dude. I'll I'll, I'll beat that dude. He weighs one thirty five. He's one of those guys. No, mm. they 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 are trained to take punches and choke people out. Now mm. I know this is a boxing match, but that dude Paul is gonna get his head busted. No, it's not. I mean, on Sunday. The question here, Harge, though, is what if he wins? Are you going to recognize Jake Paul as a boxer if he wins? That's going to be the big question. That's why everybody's watching tonight. Of course, he's trying to set up the the brother's next fight. He said he's a professional troll. But he's trying to set up the brother's next fight went viral this week, challenging Miles Garrett, saying that Logan Paul, his older brother, could take on Miles Garrett. Garrett responded and said he's lucky I have better priority. You know, essentially said I have better things to do right now, but I would straight up murder the fool. Okay, let me uh, before hard gets in there. Let me answer your question. I would say still no. I probably wouldn't acknowledge him until he actually fights a fighter out of boxing that has boxed. Because remember the MMA thing. I mean, I don't know how many years we're removed now from you know Floyd Mayweather. You know, versus, uh, you know, Connor, which I thought Connor did that a decent job. Okay, I thought Connor did a decent job of representing to, representing himself in UFC as the skills of boxing, but I think that kind of went with kind of how his fighting style was in the octagon. But to sit there and take a guy that's retired from UFC, that's 39, as you say, and let's just say he goes out and beats him. And when you say, do you now respect him as a boxer? No, not until he actually fights fighters that are ranked because obviously these guys are into making money. They're making money. I mean, I think yesterday I heard at the press conference, somebody got a you mama, maybe a you mama joke that didn't go too well and all hell broke loose. And this is again, these guys trolling and hit a sensitive subject when you talk about somebody's mother. So now they're looking into it to see if they've got to separate these guys on any other type of, you know, interviews and stuff they got to do. But this fight is tomorrow, right? 
Yeah. Okay. No, Sunday, 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 Sunday. It's on Sunday. It is, it is, it is, that's right. It is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday man. Sunday. These Sunday exhibitions. Wow. And that's going to be the big event in Cleveland because the, the Browns are out playing their final preseason game on the road. Oh, there he go again. I, I'm just setting yeah. the scene for you guys. So, Miles will You know, LeBron up. left a long time ago, right? <laughs> he did. But if you heard the news, Lori Markin is in town, and my baby brother is really excited about it. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Y'all think it's going to be a long season with me for the Broncos. It's Cleveland over here off the lake over here is going to be something else. But when we get back, like I said, before we get into some things, before we get our interviews kicked off, we'll try to get to Nolan's phone call. we get back as well, though. When you listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, we'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harz, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, and this R&B Friday. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by First Serve Tennis. First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. They have all the name brand and rackets and apparel, and they offer same-day professional racket restraining as well. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760. All right, so there's quite a few things that we'll, you know, try to get to football-related uh, later on in the next hour or two. We'll get to around the diamond with Hard, see what kind of key weekend matchups on the horizon uh, that's catching his eye because uh, this is the heat of the pennant race going on. Uh, before we jump into everything, though, let's get to the phones. Let's get to uh, Nolan. Nolan, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760. What's up, Nolan? Hey, uh, just wanted to call and give you guys props. We had talked a while back about – the Saints quarterback position, and uh, you guys were right. I was wrong. So I just want to say the best man at this moment is the man. And um, you guys predicted it, so okay, that's up to you guys. All right, Nolan. And then, um, What's what you got? One other thing. I'm a BYU fan and have heard a lot uh, of talk about now that the Pac-12 has closed the door, Big 12 is now very interested possibly in BYU and some other teams. What do you guys think about the possibility of BYU in the Big 12? Well, yeah, we were definitely going to uh, get to that here shortly uh, when we get to our interview here because that kind of ties into that, so we'll address that. But appreciate you calling in and giving us credit for James Wilson. I don't think that's really a shocker. I put it in the docket uh, with that, uh, Nolan. And make sure Siri, because they told you to turn left. You know, sometimes that thing can give you directions make you turn all the way around. You know, anyway. Oh, I, I, I had to deal with that uh, even coming to San Antonio, too. Uh, yes, I remember that when you came in. So, yes, that can be frustrating, <laughs> though. And it's like, I feel like it's like, damn it, you don't go to the right software updates, especially if you're an iPhone user, then that lags you around and, well, Siri's not as accurate and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, all right, let's yeah, stay on I, course. I we, got, we, got, we got a jam-packed <laughs> show with interviews, so I don't want get, to get off uh, you know, track. But anyway, well, Nolan, look, I mean, we can start there. I mean, Jameis Winston was named the starter. Uh, to me, that wasn't a shocker. Uh, you know, the system, you know, they went and got him for a reason. The only reason why I think this was even whether you're a BYU alumni or you're a Taysom Hill diehard fan, the only reason why, in my opinion, that this was even going to be a competition or basically gave those people that supported Taysom Hill, you know, a glimpse of hope was because of the contract that Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton gave Taysom a couple years ago. Because I remember having those discussions on the show when that happened. Like, well, is Sean and them telling us that Taysom is the you know guy that's going to follow Drew Brees? And I never bought into it because the way they used him 
also due to the fact of in Sean Payton's system, he wants to be able to open up the playbook and be able to have all parts of the playbook. And any honestly, you know, like Harge and I talked about earlier this week, really starting in what, 2000 and maybe 18, 17 is when they really adopted the running game, Kamara and all these guys coming about. And really you saw it kind of shrink because of the aging and wear and tear on Drew Brees' arm. So now you saw at the last preseason game, James had two touchdown bombs through. They can go vertical. So to me, this is not – this was really not even – I don't want to discredit it because that's the theme of this offseason is quarterback competitions, but I don't know really how much of a competition this this was. I mean, I really don't. But congratulations to Jameis Winston. He's going to have another chance to get this right, Harge. Because the thing about it is Jameis is a, a good quarterback. He just couldn't see number one. He couldn't hmm. see. Yeah, dude was squinting off on the sideline all the time, and then when he was with Bruce Arians, it was risk it in the biscuit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he told him go down there. He was he threw for five thousand yards. Uh-huh. I mean, let's not get it twisted. The dude is a good quarterback. He just needed to be in a system to where he didn't have to do that. The things that he did when he was in Tampa. Now he's got a coach that will say, hey. Take what they give you. Move the ball around. We're going to run the ball, hit the little dunk passes, and if you get your shots deep, make it to where it's our only guy is the one to catch it, not the other team. So I'm all about that. I agree. And, you know, it's crazy because Sean Payton was quoted last week. He was telling – who was that that was talking to him? I don't know if that was – oh, that was my man Lewis Riddick, uh, you know, analyst, former GM. And Lewis was saying Sean Payton's like, uh, he won't have that interception problem over here. He's like he right. won't throw. He's like he won't throw that many interceptions. He goes, "That's not what we do." So already, I think Sean Payton has doubled down and said, "Don't worry about Jamison breaking his record for interceptions that year because that's not happening over here." Um, it's really going to be Jamison staying focused on and off the field, um, showing what because he's the one that show, told us that he showed up when he, when they signed him and he got on and he was backing up Drew Brees. He's the one that said, "Hey man, I'm getting to go to backup quarterback Hartford." This is I'm about to go to get to learn. So there has to be the way Drew handled himself day to day and business wise. And and I know if he helped Taysom, I'm pretty sure he helped Jameis. But, you know, Drew was already, you know, Taysom was saying Drew had already called him, I think, after the first preseason game and broke down and talked about every passing uh, session or uh, rep that Taysom had in that game. So I'm pretty sure that he was helping both of them out. He still has some presence in that organization. Uh, but, no, that's it. We'll see what, uh, you know, Jameis Winston does with it. They are in the division of the defending Super Bowl champs that bringing everybody right. back that we talked about on yesterday. But, I, you know, on our over-unders, I went under on the Saints a little bit because I just feel that history shows you uh, when you replace a legendary quarterback like that, I would say off the top of my head, I would say maybe for the exceptions of the Favre to Aaron Rodgers situation. But for the most part, you're going to take a step back for a season or so until you get adjusted. What you got, Hard? Don't, don't forget, Aaron Rodgers' first year, they went like 6-10. and 10. Okay, well, there that. you go. See, I was you just going to think, yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Well, that, that shows you 95, 98% of the time you're going to have to take that step back when you're replacing one of the all-time greats. You know, that's my right. point on that. Right. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, we'll be back. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. 
There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. Your number is 736-9760. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. All right, so right now we're going to be joined by Anwar Richardson, writer of OrangeBloods.com. How you doing this afternoon, Anwar? What is going on, Calvin? How are you doing, Hart? How are you guys doing today? This is your last, last weekend before college football gets kicked off and your weekends will be consumed. So I want to know what you guys are planning to do on kind of the last college, <laughs> last pre-college football weekend of the season. Well, actually, that's a good question. I would say this is kind of like, even though we've got small college action tomorrow, I really think the big dogs really would kick it off next week. But probably still watching some, you know, Nebraska, Illinois is going to get it on. You know, probably still chilling. Mm-hmm. Nothing pretty much. That's my plan. What, what you got, Mike? That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to watch the Nebraska game, watch a little bit of this last NFL and do a fantasy draft. But other than that, I'm locked in. I'm ready to go, baby. Wakanda forever. I, Wakanda forever. <laughs> well, you know what, Anwar? I'm glad you take your time to join us, man. And, you know, I've asked a couple people that I know you've covered UT now for damn near about seven years for Orange Blood. But, I, you know, I've asked everybody, and I want to kind of change up the question. But looking at, uh, you know, you've been covering it for the Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, and now we're at Sark. So my question is, is that, you know, and I've asked everybody, do we know exactly what Sark his job is and what he's trying to fix with Texas to get them back to a respectable, you know, where they're at, where their brand carries. But I guess another way you can answer that is what do you think in your opinion, uh, from what's your assessment, what do you think is the key thing that he has to concentrate on in his tenure here? Let's say in the first few years of really changing the culture and getting this program back to where it's supposed to be. Good question. So here's the thing. You know, the thing that Sarkeesian has is that he inherits a program that doesn't require a major rebuild, right? When Tom Herman gets in, he inherits a program that had two five-win seasons, right? Five and seven in the last season, a loss to Kansas. The program, as you guys know, was in a really bad place. That's not the case in this one. This is a seven-win team, right? And, it, and they had the three losses. But when you look at the losses from last season, and, I, and then I, this is something I was writing for Sunday, the combined total points was 13. That means their average margin of defeat was 4.3 points. So when you look at it, it's not like this is a major rebuild, right? So I feel like if you're a Texas fan, you can talk yourself into saying, hey, if Sarkeesian comes in, and fine-tunes the little things that maybe Tom Herman didn't do so great, right? Maybe using your best players at all times, right? Maybe if B. John Robinson is starting to get hot and get the hot hand, you won't wait two quarters in order to give him another touch. Maybe if you're down in the red zone against Iowa State, you actually take the points and you don't risk it. So 
I think when you start thinking about Sarkeesian and the thing that he is so that, that he's praised for and people like about him, they say playing, calling is his expertise, game planning is his expertise. So if he's better in those areas with the talent that they have, then, yeah, they should be able to have some success and potentially immediate success. I'm not predicting that. But when you look at the Big 12, you look at the landscape of the Big 12, right? So you know Oklahoma is, is going to be the top dog, as, as they should be. Iowa State's going to enter the season because of the talent that they've been developed that is going to be viewed as the number two team. But when you look at a talent perspective, and if you believe in the rankings, whether it's 24-7, whether it's Rivals, whether it's ESPN, I always say, and I always go back to and this is the thing that I will be on my tombstone, how many five stars do you need to beat TCU? But at some point, you have enough talent to win. You know, because mm-hmm. Texas fans want to talk about competing against Alabama, competing against Ohio State, and they want to look at the rankings. And I'm like, bump all that. Just beat TCU. Just beat Oklahoma State. How many of those guys do you need? Because TCU doesn't have a bunch of five stars. Oklahoma State doesn't have a bunch of five stars. So if Sark can come in and utilize the talent that they have and be better for as long as they are in the Big 12, and that's the caveat, be better than the teams that they have more talent than, then this shouldn't be something that takes two and three and four years to get to that point. This should be something that you should start seeing some stride this year and with next year being the, the year that it kind of catapult. We're talking to Anwar Richardson, national writer for orangebloods.com. And uh, Anwar, you and I are at the press conferences every week. We sit there and it's a breath of fresh air for the press conferences nowadays because Sark doesn't really sugarcoat anything. He just tells you, like it is. But one of the things that I found Mm -hmm. very interesting yesterday was the question that was asked about the quarterback splits and 50-50. And now, obviously, Mm -hmm. everybody's Mm – the question. The major question is who's going to be the quarterback, who's going to be the quarterback. But I think what you said just a little while ago made so much sense. The team lost by four points. And I I bring it all back to coaching. If he can come in Mm -hmm. and coach and go to what you're talking about, the, no matter who's playing quarterback, we realize he's going to be giving the ball to number five and he's going to be carrying the load and taking a lot of this pressure. What were your thoughts on yesterday's press conference? So there's a couple of things. I want to, I want to start with what you said and I want to go back to the press conference thing. So here's the thing. This is where I think, you know, Texas fans should be excited and then be cautious, okay? Be excited because we expect Bijan Robinson to have a great season. We expect Bijan to potentially look like the next Nas day, if not this year, then the following year. So we know that this, he's a talented running back. We know he should deserves more touches. Sark has said he expects to give him at least 20 touches a game. Could be certain games that he gets 30. So we know that's good. But, Calvin, you know this. Maharj, you know this as well. Deontay Foreman rushed for 2,000 yards in the season, and Texas won five games. So we understand that you can have the best running back in the land, but if you don't have good quarterback play, you're, 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 going, to, you're going to struggle. It's the same thing. We go back to that, that, that season, that 2016 season, right? So, you know, Shane Bouchel goes and wins the job. That Kansas game, he throws three interceptions. So I, when we go back to the quarterback battle and to, to go back to your original poor question here, you know, it's very interesting, you know, that – and I thought Jeff Jones asked a really good question. 
hey, man, if you're doing 50-50, aren't you just kind of messing with the chemistry of the team and, and you know, not giving those guys an ability to kind of the, 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 the get that chemistry together? And Sark said he wasn't as worried about it. We shall see. Um, right. But I think the good part about this battle, and I think we can agree, no matter who wins, whether it's Casey, whether it's Hudson, both guys are good enough to get the job done. You know, it, it's not like, you know, there's usually like a talent gap that one guy gets the job and the other guy, you're like, ew, you know, only in a pinch do you want that guy in there. You look at right. both and you say, these, these guys are both starters. These guys are both probably can get the job done. These guys can both probably do what they need to do. And then you just look at Sark's history with quarterbacks. If you look at Sark's history with quarterbacks and especially first-year guys, all of them have enjoyed success. All of them have done well. There's very, been very few times at all that have, he's ever had a quarterback that struggles. So if you believe in Sark and you believe him being the quarterback whisperer, whoever gets the job, you would say to yourself, all right, that guy is going to be successful because of Steve Sarkeesian. Let me ask you this, Anwar. Um, you know, again, you you cover you know Texas, but you got your eye on the Big Twelve in general as well too. And we're just hearing news today. Well, actually, count yesterday, but it's circling around today that the Pac-12 has chosen not to expand. And you know, Pac-12 doesn't really have saying, a uh, stellar reputation when it comes. It. To, is he? He doesn't really have. What is, is he talking? Yeah, he was. He was saying, "Are you kidding me? Is that what you heard, man?" Is that where it's at? So the question is, when you look at this situation and what's going on, Omar, what what is the big picture and what is the finality of what that that ruling that came down from the big I mean from the Pac twelve and the Big Ten yesterday? Calvin, I was joking. I said, Are you kidding me that the Pac the Pac twelve doesn't want that? Oh, yeah. And they don't want to expand the Texas Tech. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm I'm sorry. I had lost you because I had some headset difficulties. But yeah, that's where I was going to see. Like I can't believe that they, yeah. they don't want to expand because they haven't had a good reputation of people wanting not watch their games. It's too late, this and that. So my question was gonna be, what do you think? What's your opinion is gonna be the final destination of what the Big Twelve is gonna do? We know Texas and OU is leaving to the SEC, but really with them not wanting to expand, and we've heard the Big Ten and the ACC, you know, kind of merging. What do you really think is going to be the final destination for the Big Twelve and these teams that are remaining? I mean, first and foremost, I mean, can't can code it. The Big Twelve screwed. All right, they there was an alliance that was formed, and they wasn't part of it. You know, it's hmm. uh, you know, it's it's like watching one of those mob movies. And they have, and they're New York, and, you know, they've got some, someone from the Bronx as a representative, someone from Manhattan <laughs> that's a representative, someone from, like, Brooklyn. And it's like the Big 12 is like, so like Staten Island, right? Like, no one, no one cares. No, one, no one's thinking about them. You know, ultimately, you know, the, the alliance doesn't want them. And what the Big 12 is going to have to do at some point, they're going to have to add teams. And, look, if you're the Big 12, the thing you want to do, you probably want to hold on to Texas and OU as long as possible because you want that money. But at the end of the day, Texas has set themselves up and OU has set themselves up for the next 50 years, for the next 100 years, right? They're good. The Big 12, has, at some point, they're going to have to get more big picture. And they're going to have to say, okay, it's not really about the next four years and us having this, this cash and this money grab. It's about the next 20 years, 50 years, 100 years of this league. And they've got to find a way to expand, right? They're going to have to find ways to bring in other teams and somehow do something with this league to make it viable and make it interesting. It's going to be tough. Look, if people complain 
that the Big 12 has 11 o'clock games. What the hell are they going to complain about when Baylor is the headliner? Hey, you know, no disrespect, but Texas Tech is the headliner. But Oklahoma State, like I've said before, like these Big 12 games are going to be at 3 a.m. on ESPN Deportes. Like that's where the Big 12 is headed. They're going to have to find a way. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Ocho. They're going to have to find a way to, to be somewhat relevant, to add teams that teams, the schools and programs may care of care about and they're going to have to kind of catch lightning in the bottle they're going to have to maybe hope to add like a UCF and hope that they they do something really good I know they're talking about adding in a BYU I don't know if that helps the Big 12 I don't know if that helps the interest of the Big 12 but they add in teams that the general public might be interested in that can have some potential in the future potentially but the Big 12 as it is once Texas and OU is out you don't really see a scenario where any team, especially after this season, after Iowa State, I know you guys got to run, but, what, you know, Matt Campbell, he's got to take an NFL job after this season. What the hell would he stay around for after losing all those seniors? Like, this is the best team I'll probably ever have at, at Iowa State, and he's probably mm-hmm. gone after this season. So, at, once you look at the landscape, you know, the Big 12 is in trouble. I don't know. They'd probably never make the playoffs. Or maybe they make an expanded playoffs, and maybe someone makes it in there. Um, but overall, they've got to find a way to add teams to survive. I think they'll add teams. I think Texas is out this league but for the next couple of years. Um, but the Big 12 will just never be the same. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you checking in with us on Warren. I'm going to look forward to talking to you again, man, during the course of the season. We have some action to actually break down and some results of what we get into W&L talk, man. So I'm a good interview, man. I appreciate you taking time talking to us. No problem, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, thanks. Appreciate you, brother. Anwar Richardson of OrangeBloods.com. Yeah, man, that's what I kind of figured that's where he was going when I lost about the Pac-12 because that was my reaction too. It's like I don't understand why they're not wanting to expand. I don't know if they've got some of their sleeve or whatever, but they're not. I don't know if they're in the bad, worst situation of Big 12, but they're right in the neighborhood, so they got their nose up for whatever reason. I don't know why. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Grind, presented today by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. See, I had gotten that dress out of my mind, and you played that song, and it was like, damn, Fat Joe Party. But anyway, I digress. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, talking to the break here, because we didn't get the chance, because uh, I know we want to ask Anwar a follow-up, but I'll ask you hard, because Jonas was kind of asking that about the quarterback battle that's going on in Texas, and he was trying to, you know, compare it kind of looking at the Clemson situation with Trevor Lawrence's freshman year where Dabo kind of had – you know, Trevor in sometime this, and then he parlayed it with Sark there when we had the Tua and Hurts thing. But And when I was telling Joe, I said, look, you know, Sark at Alabama is a little bit different than Sark, the head coach at UT, when it comes to the quarterback decision. Like, this is solely on who Sark going to pick. That Tua and Hurts thing, yes, but him being the offensive coordinator and in the meeting rooms with those guys, he had an input. But the final decision on who was going to go or who was going to come out of halftime to try to save the day in the SEC championship game or a national was, championship game. The national championship yeah. game. I was there. Yes. I was there. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was kind of on Nick. But the question is, 
Harge, if he, you know, he picks this kid, he goes with the starter, or whoever it might be, things get going. Do you see this being one of those that he would take a flip back and go to the other one, or is it one of those you just ride it out and see how it goes, you know, with that one? Do you think he has the the moxie to kind of switch back? That's kind of what we were discussing during the break. I, I, I think in the very beginning, I think we're going to see both quarterbacks, to be completely honest with you. You know, because it, it goes back to what you said. If they're this close – you're not going to just roll. You're not because you don't know what's going to happen. And the question was asked yesterday and, well, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Chip Brown asked the question, are you worried about somebody leaving? And he told, he told us flat out, I can't worry about that by the decision because right. I'm not going to hesitate on my decision based on something else because I got a hundred other kids that I got to worry about. So if someone don't feel comfortable in this situation with the answers that, he decide to wherever he decides to go with this makes the biggest difference in the world. So for me, the 50 50, and like I said this before, I played quarterback hmm. up until my senior year before I got ready to go to, to play professional baseball. But the thing that I took pride in is taking every snap. How many times do you see Tom Brady give up snaps? How do you see Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz don't want nobody doing second team reps. You know why? Because yeah. that gives that other person a chance to shine. But it also gives me the opportunity to make sure that my stuff is tight with my team. Yeah. So that was my biggest point. I was like, man, where, where's the locker room? Where's the locker room going to be? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. And, and to your point, I mean, I know especially I know we're talking college in that situation with UT, but I know definitely on the NFL level when you're talking about backup quarterback, quarterback number twos. When you talk about a team putting in the game plan for the upcoming week, if you play on a Sunday, you put the game plan in on Wednesday. Tuesdays are the traditional off day. So those times between Wednesday and probably Friday's practice to Saturday, you're getting as a backup NFL is probably maybe two two reps with the first team. Unless you're dealing with a starter that knows is either coming back off injury, don't know how he's going to perform, don't know if he can complete the full game. Those are circumstances where you might get more of a split, but it's never 50-50 in reps because, again, at the NFL level, now college, probably close to the same but a little bit different. But I think, you know, I always say this in college, especially a guy like Sark that was – because technically he wasn't UT's first choice. Okay, because UT was trying to work back channels and say, hey, Urban, you want to come down from Fox? No. And, you know, and Urban could have just trolled and said, you know what, I would love to take Tom Herman. He had a lot. He he was Takashi. He was was trolling. Yeah. He was trolling. Yeah. Like, hey, man, you were going Takashi 6ix9ine on me doing this whole investigation (laughs) on Ohio State, talking about strip clubs on tour and with my wife and everything. So I might just take your job. My wife and everything. Yeah, yeah, but no. But but Urban's like, I ain't going to do that. So he wasn't their first choice, but he was there. He wasn't Charlie Strong either. Charlie Strong was like, uh, I guess we'll get his brother a, a, a shot. And Red because what the hell's going on? John Groot was the guy, you know, like that. <laughs> That's why I asked, man, like, because I've heard all of it from fans with UT, like the whole Charlie, who is this guy? To yeah, Tom Herman's the guy. To now, so that's why I say, what it needs to really be fixed in Texas so we can stop playing this coaching carousel here. Seven three six nine seven six. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. 
There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 